This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place where we tease apart what it means to be a conscious parent and a conscious human on the wild ride of raising our kids. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and mom walking the path right next to you as I imperfectly raise my own two teens. Joyful Courage is all about grit growth on the parenting journey, relationships that provide a sense of connection and meaning, and influential tools that support everyone in being their best selves. Today's show is an interview, and I encourage you to listen for how grit shows up as my guests and I tease things apart. Thank you so much for listening. I am so deeply honored to lead you. I'm grateful that what I put out matters to you, and I am so happy to keep it coming. Thank you for who you are and for being in the community. Enjoy the show. Hello, listeners. I'm so glad to be back this week with today's guest. Her name is Dr. April Andell. Dr. Andell is a black woman licensed psychotherapist with over nine years and 10,000 hours of experience in deep dive healing work with amazing clients all around the world. She hosts the Do I Need Therapy podcast show available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher, and speaks to her community openly, loudly, and proudly about mental health, love, and life, plus the process of therapy and the strength found in asking for help. She teaches amazing, high ambitious women and women of color the skills of long lasting, positive mental health in overcoming stress, overwhelm, anxiety, depression, and trauma, including her every April psychological spring cleaning course offered every springtime in April to support the fierce yet sensitive women achieve positive mental health all year long. She specializes in online and virtual therapy and offers mental wellness support for all through her mental health masterclasses, courses, and meditations. She's a world traveler, currently based in Miami, loves all things declutter and minimal lifestyle, except plants. She says you can never have too many plants and green stuff. I love that is described as that unique kind of person who makes lifelong friends in 24 hours or less and can often be found on Instagram watching endless reels of laugh out loud therapy memes and reenactments or enjoying a deep campfire style conversation on Clubhouse. Hi, Dr. Andel. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Glad to be here. Yay. I am so glad that you are here. Can you start off by sharing a bit more with the listeners about your journey of doing what you do and who you are? Absolutely. My journey began a long time ago in the world. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Far, far away. Far, far away in a (laughs) faraway land. You know, um, I had several different... um, starts, which is actually really interesting because once upon a time, I had no idea I was going to be a psychotherapist one day. So one start is when I um, graduated from college and I came out international business with a briefcase in hand. And I was like, I'm going to rule the world with my heels. So there's one start. 
Um, and then I also worked in the media world. There's another start. And I um, transferred and realized that I really loved social engagement and pieces of my training from business and media was culture and people. And I really just, it connected with me on a much deeper level. And I'm telling you, those personality tests that we took back in the day, I don't know if you've taken them at all. Oh, yeah, I'm an ENFP. Oh, right. INTJ. <laughs> INTJ. Yeah. Those things. Um, I took them way back when, when I was um, in high school. And so many times they pointed me to being a psychologist. I ignored every single one of them. I said, okay, interesting, but I'm going to be a businesswoman. So it, that part of that process of my start came from how I became molded in the world, starting from business, moving to media. And then I landed so beautifully in therapy, which now can combine all of it. That's one piece. Mm -hmm. um, another piece is that I grew up by myself. Um, I was an only child. Um, I had a wonderful, loving mother have. She's amazing. She's a nurse. She gives a lot of care and compassion. My compassion and care comes from her. She's been doing it over 40, 40 years now. Stunning woman. And inside was also a single mother. So she worked at night when I was sleeping. And when I was mm -hmm. up during the day, um, she was sleeping. So it was like a switch. So I grew up a lot yeah. on my own. And inside of that process, I just learned really hard about how that mental strength part and the weaknesses that you can have, it really does show up inside of those really quiet moments with yourself. So I struggled with depression, didn't realize what that was. I struggled with not having anybody to talk to, didn't understand that then. But when I later transitioned into being a therapist, I wanted to be that help to somebody else. If I could help some one person just feel like they have someone to turn to, even just one this is why I'm here. Well, and I imagine what I know about psychology programs and things like that is that you get to do a lot of your own work. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. surprise. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I call it therapy school. But for mm -hmm. me, it was seven years where I went from my master's degree. I finished and I said, I'm still hungry for more. Yeah. And I knew how... I'm, I'm always striving for that excellence. And I said, you know what? I, I want more of this. And so I got my doctorate. It's so interesting how I can say that in the span of 20 seconds. It was seven yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. Good yeah, for you. And you. I imagine, I just keep imagining too. I mean, there's the studying and mm -hmm. the being of the student, but also because of the content such powerful uncovering of things about yourself along the way, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the interesting thing was pretty much along that lines is how much you uncover of yourself. And yeah, for me in particular, um, I, I learned things about myself that I didn't quite realize. And I, I recognize that getting that degree or even both of them, but just even one from the other, I... Uh, I uncovered new parts of myself. Then inside of the actual program, I was at a very intense program. Um, it's one of the best in the country for my discipline, which is marriage and family therapy. It's just a fancy way of saying I specialize in relationships. Mm -hmm. And they're really good at what they do. We have a very strong um, clinical practice, a lot of research, a lot of training, and um, a lot of book reading, you know, many mm -hmm. times we're in the textbooks. And when you're inside of those, um, particularly the diagnosing textbook, it's the DSM, it reads just like your, your life. You start to realize like, oh man, I have, I have half of these things. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can only imagine. I have, I have a little pipe dream of going back to school to get my counseling degree. And I'm like, oh, geez. Uh -huh. How much more is there to uncover? <laughs> much more, Casey. You're going to find out all kinds of stuff about yourself. It's fun. It's it's yeah. grueling, but it's fun. Yeah. And I have a small joke. I tell some of my friends, even some of my clients sometimes, um, you know, because everything worth 
being rewarded by everything worth accomplishing, it's worth striving for, and it's worth the struggle through it. Yeah. And because of that uncovering, because of that process of finding out new things about yourself in um, therapy school, I, um, I remember one particular day I was in the tutoring lab because we have so much writing to do. So I got tutored religiously, like every single day. I had a wonderful tutor. So I went through that process one day and I was just talking with a classmate and she was saying, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. And I said, yeah, me too. And then for some reason, I was just like, said, yeah, I just, I had two breakdowns this time, you know, just, it just kind of happened. And she laughed and she said, oh, good for you. Only two. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing. But that program, it was amazing. It kind of tore you down and then built mm -hmm. you back up. Mm -hmm. And I truly recognize the, the difficulty through it. It, it really was yeah. challenging, but man, you such a gift with a gift on the other side. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I love in, in coaching, we say, you know, you have to break down to break through. Right. Got to break down to break through. And mm -hmm. I definitely, you know, it's interesting to put it in the context of parenting. Just a little side note for my listeners. I remember a few years back when things got really intense with my oldest, my teenage daughter, who I talk about a lot on the show. She's given me permission. Don't worry. Um, but I remember like these things would happen and it would get like more and more intense over a few days. And then there'd be this blow up. And then it was like we could come back together. And, and in my mind, it was as if she was like building this wall over a few days, right? Building this wall and then something, whatever it was, like a behavior or I find something out or something would happen and we'd have some kind of blow up in it, but it was what was needed to break down that wall so she could step back into relationship with me. And you're just reminding me of that, you know, how much is on the other side when we move through really tough times. Mm -hmm. So thanks. Thanks for that. Absolutely. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I wanna to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. So I know a lot of you out there listening have younger kids as well as teenagers in the house, and I'm excited to share with you about a new show that you and your younger kids are going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared towards kids ages six and up and can be enjoyed by the whole family. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for a car ride, mealtime, break times, or bedtime. Each is stacked with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
So tell me about, so we are in April and you've got this cool program that I know is a little too late for my listeners to jump in on, but it's all about psychological spring cleaning. Tell me about what's prompted you to create this program. Oh, okay. Well, I shared with you a little bit and it's just the fact that I'm, I'm very transparent with everyone, with my clients, with my friends, with my family. My mental health sensitivity is depression. And I know that, you know, a, a lot of people out there can relate. And it's something that we should all be talking about more because once we talk about it, we realize we're not alone. And there are many different ways that people can, you know, feed us, encourage us, support us to move again, like you said, through it, right? To the mm -hmm. other side of it. Um, my depression started showing up when I was in high school about that time is when I can pull back and start to realize some of those um, behaviors and symptoms. And it followed me all throughout my 20s inside of every single major life transition. I, I didn't have a lot of the traditional support and environmental cocoon when I was moving through those processes through my 20s and my 30s. So things felt like it hit me harder. And then one of the biggest things was um, just struggling inside of, I was single for a really long time, just mm -hmm. constantly. And that was really challenging. So loneliness also triggered my depression. Um, I carried that a lot. I started getting better, understanding what it is. I go to therapy school. I learned that this is a vital piece of my mental health. So all to say that I truly believe that that long lasting positive mental health is really possible versus the constant ups and downs. Monday mm -hmm. is great. Tuesday is terrible. Wednesday, eh. By Friday, you're just on the floor again and you're constantly in this cycle of picking yourself up. And I, I want my amazing women and moms and kindred family to feel like they can do this over longer stretches of really strong mental health. With me, once I started really paying attention to it, I um, started doing small practices to help support that. Mm -hmm. When I started doing this psychological spring cleaning, uh, it came to me because I just needed a renewal. I need a refresh. And for me, it's, it's something really special about the springtime. <laughs> I, even with yeah. my clients, I operate during seasons. I don't know yeah. if you do this. Uh, well, I mean, you can't avoid it. <laughs> I, I, and I live, you know, I live so I live in the Pacific Northwest. So it's so like right. the seasons are like a part of the external environment. Mm -hmm. So I just can't. I mean, it's just yeah, I love the spring. So I love the spring cleaning idea because the spring, it's like, okay, it's a here we go. Yeah. New life. A new, start. <laughs> new possibility. New yeah. Yes. And I've, I think I've always been sensitive to it as well because that's, that's actually my name. So mm -hmm. my namesake. So I've always felt a little bit closer to that changing of, you know, even the world's energy, the earth's energy, yeah. at least on this side of the world. That's Are you a spring birthday? I am a spring baby. Yes, I oh, am. <laughs> there you go. So See, it's all, all just aligned. coming together. Yeah. Mercury and Venus perfectly aligned. Exactly. Um, nice. So I definitely feel it stronger. So anyway, I just, I feel it more. People often yeah. express it during New Year's, but for me, I feel it more during spring and New Year's is about goals and setting goals yeah. again for your year. But this is just, it's deeper because we need yeah. to cleanse. Since I started doing that, I can tell you that with my mental health sensitivity to depression, I have not mm -hmm. fallen to any major depression in the past three years. Wow. Three years. Now, I'm not saying I haven't had bad days, mind you. Sure. I'm not saying that, you know, there still are humans. Thank you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I know my major depressions. I know when I'm at the bottom of the pit, I know when I'm yeah. falling and I, I, there's nothing I can do to just even grasp at the walls. I'm falling all the way down and I stay yeah. there until I get the strength to start climbing back up. But I haven't been there in three years. And every time I think about that, I just um, get all warm and fuzzy and I mm -hmm. really want to teach it to others so that mm -hmm. they can learn that this is possible ups and downs you don't have to go through it well and I love what you said about new year's being about goals and spring being a different kind of new year 
especially because in my experience, which is not like backed by research, but you know, I get I get really jazzed about New Year's and the new year and I set those goals and I get all excited and there's all this like energy around January and then February, March, it's like <laughs> mer, mer, mer. <laughs> so it's perfect to have this April experience of like, okay, I get to actually turn and look at where I am right now and make some choices about being less of, you know, I don't want to, well, I'm going to use the word victim, being a less of a victim to circumstance and experience and more of the influencer of my life, which, you know, that's really what I'm hearing you talk about is you've decided, you know, I know these things about myself and I know what I need and I know what I can do to help myself, you know, keep more of an even keel on the ups and downs versus being inside of the big peaks and valleys. So that's really powerful. I'm, I'm really glad you feel so. And I, I do want to just say that I love that you have that energy at the beginning of the year. It's, it's very, it's very titillating. It's a lot of sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole yeah. world is in it. There's fireworks and all the right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it does sometimes wither and die. But I know that sometimes those things stick, and sometimes mm-hmm. they are still just as meaningful. And yeah. what I like to do is with the earth, with the actual change of how the earth is is flowing and changing mm-hmm. inside of you know its very decor with the trees and the leaves and the green, it feels a little bit more visceral. It feels more Mm -hmm. ethereal and then uh, also more grounded. You know, we talk about how you Mm -hmm. take off your shoes and you walk along the grass to ground yourself back to the earth and the energy. And it's something like that. It's deeper, but both, both can have significant meaning. So I'm glad you get all jazzed up for your new years. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think this is such perfect timing for this particular conversation on so many levels because it is April 2021 like that's our context and we are for the most part I could feel like I can speak for everyone and saying we are totally over pandemic life over it mm-hmm. over it and you know you know that my audience are parents of teens and we are a group of people that are definitely feeling the tension and asking you know what is this time going to mean for our kids? Have we done enough for them? Have we been enough for them? Our teens are really struggling. With the people that you serve who are parents, what are you, what's coming up for them around this? What kind of conversations are you having? I'm, I am having some, some conversations of victory, right? So there's this whole process that we've all been in and trying and working and really going through this um, discovery of the new normal, right? Mm -hmm. This is setting your life without the expectations of what it was a year prior. Right. So I am getting some victory and and people feeling fulfilled and I'm so happy to hear that. So if that's you out there, (laughs) you know, every victory that you have more power to you and, you know, keep on going. Um, I also get a little bit of the feeling of failure. Mm-hmm. One of my, actually it's one of a, a really good friend of mine. She's like a soul sister. She just mm-hmm. described to me the other day that she feels like she's, I'm failing in life. Mm-hmm. She's got um, two little boys uh, one of them does act like a teenager, <laughs> I must say. And um, her, I just went to visit her, you know, masked and everything, of course. But her house was out of order. She hadn't gotten um, dinner started yet. Uh, everything was all over the place and things were chaotic and hectic. And her uh, older son was just kind of flailing about, just, <laughs> just flailing mm-hmm. about. She says, I feel like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that before, and I really want to encourage your moms out there, moms of joyful courage. This failure thing is—it's—it's it's not, not—it's not something I want you to subscribe to. The mm-hmm. feeling, first of all, um, and this is just a little mental health um, psychotherapist lesson. Yeah, feelings are temporary. Yeah, if you think about it all the time from that moment to the next Mm -hmm. a year ago 
they're, they're always changing. They're always evolving. So even though it may feel that way for a moment, you don't want to live there because it'll change. So yeah. that feel of failure, you want to think of it more as just something to acknowledge rather than mm-hmm. something to really um, take in and believe, if that makes sense. Yeah, let's talk. A little, can we play around with that a little bit? Please. Yeah, because I know that that's a biggie. You know, that's a big one. I think that's a big one even outside of this pandemic context. I think parenting, especially us moms, like there's just so many. We set ourselves up thinking that we're supposed to be perfect. And then, of course, we aren't perfect because we are human beings. And so that failure conversation is Mm -hmm. just always ready to pop up. And I'm wondering, so you said, and I love what you said, don't live in it, right? And so speaking to the people that are listening who are feeling that way, what does not living inside of it look like? Like, what's the process? Can you take us through a process that'll help us when we have those feelings of feeling? Because like, I mean, especially with our teenagers, there are so many things that come up you know, doors slamming, Mm -hmm. parents that are feeling really disconnected to their teens, like their teens aren't willing, wanting to talk to them, you know, watching them just, you know, fall apart with the school situation right now, worried about their future. It's, and I've been there too. I've been in some really dark times and, and knowing in my head, it's not always going to be like this. Like knowing those words, (laughs) but at the same time, the fear of how could this possible, how is this ever going to look any different also exists. And how do you support people in being with both of those things? Big, big question. Yeah, I put you on the spot. You sure did. 10,000 hours of clinical practice, though. Come on, girl. I got I got you. I got you, though, because I got 10,000 hours, right? You're good. I know. I wouldn't have asked if I didn't have total faith. I, I think that it's broken into two things. One is the care of you, of mom. Mm-hmm. It's the care of you as a caregiver, as a mom, yeah. as a person. And the other is the caregiver of your teen. Mm-hmm. Right. And that other, that other entity of you. So let me, let me respond first to just the care of mom. Love that. So I think it's really a formation of how are we doing strong things to improve and maintain good emotional health as a basis, as a foundation, not as an afterthought. Right. Yeah. Yeah as the foundation of how you're operating every single day. And I can give you just, you know, quick tips that you have heard before. You have all heard before, but it's just, it's just that needing of constant ongoing um, support and encouragement and reminders to help you to Mm -hmm. kind of just, just wing back, just wing back to the balance. Right. Yeah. One of the things is making sure that you think before you act, you Hmm. think before you speak. Would that be being responsive versus reactive? Ooh, look at her <laughs> over here. Yes. Well, I am a life coach, April. Come on. <laughs> you know this stuff, Miss Life Coach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and it's all good when I'm supporting clients. It's another thing when I'm confronted by my own children. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, this is a lesson that they need to learn too, but you're the grown-up. Yeah. You're the grown-up. Yep. So what I share with um, clients is to kind of think of it in regard regards to giving yourself um, timing, whether you're breathing through it, whether you're saying a little mnemonic, whatever it is, I would tell my clients to think about giving yourself five to 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And when you are angry and in the moment and upset, that five seconds even, it takes forever. And you need to count one Mississippi, two Mississippi, you know, all the way until you get to five to 10. Yeah, that extra amount of time is going to help you to slow down and process not only your thoughts, but what you think is happening on the other end with your team, with your child. What's going on over there? What are some of the Mm -hmm. other possibilities here? And making sure that that sharp tongue that just comes out of stress or anxiety or misunderstanding or miscommunication or confusion or Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And that was our hurt. Exactly. 
it just gives that a little bit of time so that that sharp tongue doesn't, um, you know, do damage essentially. And then we, we just kind of center again inside of that, just five to 10 seconds minimum. Mm -hmm. How's that? Yeah, I would say 10. Let's just tell everyone to do 10. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> I love that. And what I love about that, too, is it's something that, you know, for many of us, it's something that I encourage parents to do mm-hmm. when it's like, okay, I'm ready to change things up. I'm ready to shift the dynamic and do the work. Something that I want to encourage everybody that's listening to remember to do, too, is to this isn't a secret like let your family in on it let them know like you know what i notice that i'm getting reactive so quick with you all Mm -hmm. and i'm going to start practicing doing something different so i am going to there is going to be a delay if i'm doing my practice there is going to be a delay and if there's a delay just know that's me calming down and really wanting to understand to hear you and to show up in a way that is help more helpful and less hurtful for you so i love encouraging parents to get everyone in on it yeah yeah (laughs) it's just basic communication because you're doing it as a family unit and when you're open about it then you know um your kids are going to see the struggle of how you move from you know difficulty to triumph and that's it's not easy for you either but you're still right. there working hard at it. You're being right. A, a modeling that that's modeling it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Normalizing that emotional intelligence journey. Yes. I love that. Yes. And that it's not always smooth, right? It's, it's, no, it certainly God. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it not is so all. not always smooth. Not at all. Well, especially like the current context, it's just so weird. And the uncertainty, I mean, even though I definitely feel like, there, you know, everything that's come up in the last year, I feel like has been so important. Just the whole shakeup of things are not as they appear. So get it together, humans. I appreciate it. And I'm learning myself so much and listening and paying attention. And and I do believe that there's an opportunity to move through this time into a new normal that is way better than where we've come from. Right. So not just like going back to what we used to know, but really moving forward into a time and space where, you know, life and people are just more valued. And that whole idea of mental health and mental well-being is held up as like, well, yeah, we all do it. Like I mm-hmm. for me, I I really push my clients and into this I don't like the phrase self-care because I feel like it just gets overused, but like it's non-negotiable. So you saying, hey, let's start with looking at our relationship with ourselves. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you're standing here saying, I want to create something different in my family, I want to change up the dynamics of my family, there's no shortcut that skips getting your shit together. That's correct. <laughs> That is correct. And in fact, if there was a shortcut, that is the shortcut, actually. Right. Yes, 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 exactly. Exactly. You you handle you first. Everything else falls after that. I know it doesn't feel like that. Once again, that that feeling word. It doesn't feel like that in the moment, but Mm -hmm. it is absolutely true. And you see this more so over the long run. So, um, you know, I'm amazed with how moms are so incredibly, you know, in always in forethought, always thinking five, 10, 15 moves. And st- oh, listen, mm-hmm. I don't know that it always serves <laughs> because I think That's sometimes true. that forethought yeah. takes us places that aren't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, it, if the forethought's taking us to dead in a ditch, <laughs> you know, like it's just not useful. <laughs> Even, is- you know, I mean, as far as like, navigating like what what am I going to make for dinner and did I pull the stuff out and like that kind of stuff yes but I also think it can get us into some mischief if we're not paying attention you are absolutely right there's always like this line drawn in the sand if you cross over that line you know yeah you the light and the dark (laughs) yes you know so I I'm I'm always just very impressed by that and I would just say to to use it to to your benefit and if you know that you have crossed that line which is that's where you go back to your intuition your yeah. your inner um voice 
Mm -hmm. uh, your gut. When you know that it's too far, you're too stretched, you are not feeling like yourself, then that's when you absolutely know that those are alarm bells, actually. Yeah. And it's time to slow down. So I'm guessing like those alarm bells going off and, and even when you said listening to that intuition and inner voice and, you know, there's a lot of clutter that we collect over time internally that really mutes and disconnects us to that inner voice. And so I'm wondering, I'm going to circle back to the psychological spring cleaning. Talk to me a little bit more about the process and is that what it's about? Is it about kind of cleaning up that clutter so that we can be with our highest selves, our inner voice, our intuition in a more meaningful way? Absolutely. And so much of it, is, I, I recognize, is, is even before the pandemic, this was something that we always needed to do for sure. Yeah. But we, I don't know if there was ever really a practice unless you're really good with that sitting down, reflecting, you know, the people who have the journals, <laughs> journal. All oh, girl, day. that's me. I oh, love that's it. you. I'm really impressed <laughs> oh, yeah. by you. Most days, some days. I'm and then weeks where I don't. <laughs> I'm usually in a park with trees and green stuff all around me. Yeah, um, I love the it. journals. So whatever floats your boat, that. But I've been reading a lot of research lately, a lot of research and, and um, bear with me. The research is saying that there's somewhere around 63% of parents that felt that they had lost emotional support during the pandemic. And that's a, um, I think it was the Rapid EC project um, that did that up in the Northeast, 63% of their population. And so I took it upon myself and I was just going through my clients and I kind of did my own survey and... Uh, the things that I found were just stunning. It was so surprising. Um, these are women between their 30s and their 40s, and they have, are both. They are parents or they're not parents, and you mm-hmm. find that a lot of them are very similar. These things that clutter up their mind are you know, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Body image is still there, still present mm-hmm. as you get older. The aspects of feeling real, true, romantic love there and still being still a major want being paralyzed by lack what you feel you do not have resource to was another one I had a client mention it as it's like I always feel that there are so many missing pieces Um, reinforced voices of doubt (laughs) reinforced meaning that there is a doubt and then you Mm -hmm. come in with your own mind and messages yeah. that further sustain those thoughts. Um, lots of imposter syndromes. Another study was also reported how, um, I think it was CNN last year, last fall, where they were saying that there was some 617,000 women that had actually left the workforce. Imagine the intentional effect it has on you. Yeah. And these are women, 30s and 40s. This is prime years for career. And they've lost this purpose, this kind of meaning, you know, that um, righted them, had a big part of their day and who they were along with, you know, family and their relationships. So it's, it's a big thing. And fear and anxiety over everything because everything is unknown. So yeah. there's a lot of correlation. And then you go in deeper. Am I enough? Am I doing the right things? Will I be okay? Will my family be okay? Will my child make it? Will we both make it? Will we all make it through this? All those things become this constant recurring message that I keep seeing whenever I'm just, you know, checking in with my clients. And so how do you, and a lot of that resonates with me too, and the, the community that I hold and the space that I hold for parents, those are the questions and the worries and the fears. And And something that I and, and, you know, April, I don't know if you know this about me, but the pandemic um, in my family also came with my husband being diagnosed with cancer. So a year ago, he had this massive spine surgery and quickly followed by a diagnosis of multiple myeloma. So we had pandemic and we had dads in cancer treatment and, you know, as of today, he is totally cancer free. And, 
you know, it's not a back to normal, but it's a forward into, you know, what life looks like now. Um, you know, I had a lot of, you know, along the way I've been sharing pretty candidly and openly with my community and I get a lot of feedback around how strong I am and how optimistic I am and how courageous I am. And I just, and part of me is, you know, I, I take the feedback. I am grateful for the acknowledgement, but the other part of me is like, well, God, what's the alternative? Like, I'm not, I, I can't live day to day in a place where I'm dooming and glooming what I don't know is going to be a potential outcome. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and this is something that I try to support my clients with as well Is you know, that it, that whole like be in the present moment, meaning like be with what is in your control and in your power right now and then surrender to the idea that you don't know. There was actually a mom that posted in my community recently about her son who is a senior in high school and, you know, is is having a really hard time and they're not sure that he's going to graduate and and they can't get him a good therapist. And I loved one of the commenters from the community also said, you know, there are so many different stories of success and you have no idea what your son's story is going to be. Mm. And so just being inside of the of possibility versus like drowning by the uncertainty, like that's where I want to live. I want to be like swimming in the in the possibility because we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, the, the worst thing possible could happen, but so could the best thing possible. So, right. Yeah, that was a kind of a tangent. I don't know <laughs> where I was going. That was a great that. tangent. And Casey, may I just say, I've I've heard bits and pieces. I'm I'm been what I've been listening to like the later part of your shows. Um, okay. So hearing it in full right now, um, mm-hmm. you know, wow and hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah. hallelujah yeah, for real. You know, yeah. give him a hug for me. You know, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I I just I it is you you had a pandemic on top of a pandemic, mm-hmm. what I would call that, and I can't imagine what that must have been. Um, but that process of processing the fact that you had different tiers of crisis, yeah. different tiers of emotional response, because you have different tiers of people inside of mm-hmm. this family system. It must have been absolutely overwhelming. And there are moments and times for that too. But I'm going to circle back once again and say that as soon as you figure out how you need to show up in a particular time and place, what is going to be the best one? And I know that takes time sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes hard to be retrospective and be like, okay, like uh, this is what's happening if I were to go a week from today or even a day from today, how would I want to be in this moment mm-hmm. so that you don't regret anything, so that you are taking full notice of things, so that you've slowed down, so that you've been present, so that you've offered support, you've offered kind words and, you know, held back any sharp tongue, you know, all those things. Yeah. How well, and I love that? thinking about like, who do I want to be through this process? Right. You know, right. and whether it's right. my story or you know, like I said, my people are parents of teenagers. So like, who do you want to be? Your teens are going to bring all the typical things that teens bring because that's developmentally appropriate. Who do you want to be for them Mm -hmm. and for yourself as you navigate it? Brilliant. I know you teach your clients. Amazing. (laughs) That, that is a gem right there. Yeah. That is a well, and, and it's and it's practice. It takes practice. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what you're talking about. That spring cleaning and the practices that have supported you, right? Yes, yes. This, and there's three steps. It's, it's really great. Yeah, really simple. The three steps. Um, it begins with mind dumping, and I love this part, but it's also the scary part too because you have to dig deep here. If I tell it to you right now, you're going to be more shallow as opposed to when you're working with somebody and they're yeah. telling you it's it's deeper than that. But in in essence, you start out and um, what are your fears and your worries? Oh, I should preface that by saying, hopefully you do have that journal or that piece of paper or, you know, some book, something meaningful that you can write these things down into. And I encourage writing visceral Mm -hmm. with pen and paper of some sort, because it has to be a process of flow. 
and you're writing down what keeps you up at night. What are your fears? What are the worries? What are the messages that you tell yourself when you make a mistake? What are the thoughts of yesteryear of the coulda, shoulda, wouldas? What are the things that you're like, I, I, I should have been so much further than here, right? Or mm-hmm. what are the comparisons that you have made for yourself to somebody else that are not growing you? Not when you're admiring somebody and trying to reach their level in aspiration or inspiration, but when you're comparing yourself and then putting yourself down. All of those things, the worries, the fears, the comparisons, the negative thoughts and messages, what you tell yourself in the deep, dark moments, those things all have to come out. (laughs) Yeah, release. Release every single one of them. And that's why it takes time and it takes a a significant amount of courage as well, because you have to actually say them out loud. You have to acknowledge them. I don't want you to keep them. Um, So it's kind of hard because when I'm working with a client, I am actually writing down that message. I don't want them Mm -hmm. to pull it out into the universe, but it's different when it's, it's being taught. You write it down to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You write it down to see it in black and white. And then along that way, you are looking and recognizing, is this how a best friend would speak to you? Would, would your best friend say this? Right. No, no. (laughs) Would your spouse say this to you? Hopefully not relationship, right? (laughs) Yeah. If so, we have another podcast discussion. Right, right exactly. <laughs> you just go down the list of all the loved ones. And then right. you also go down the list of what is the evidence of the contrary. Right. And you work really hard to cross all those things out once they've been recognized. And I know that sounds very woo, but I'm telling you. it. it oh, my people are cool with that. They're woo? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I mean, people. if they're not, then they. I don't know why they keep listening to me because I am. <laughs> I know I'm woo. I am a psychotherapist. And but this yes, stuff works. I love it. It's yes, beautiful. Exactly. That's just step one. That's just the mind dump. And it takes so much courage and, and bravery to do this. So I often channel Brene Brown. She's talking mm. about listen, your vulnerability is what makes you brave. Your vulnerability and you putting the light to the shame that you feel, that's what's mm-hmm. going to heal you. Yeah that's where you're going to find your strength. So bring it out already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Brene. She's just very, uh, Me too. very frank. So I channeled that her throughout that, that exercise. The, the second piece of it is to go through and to declutter. Mm-hmm. What does not work anymore? <laughs> like looking at the mind dump? Oh yeah. You look at the mind Using it. Okay. So it's, yeah. And I love, I just want to, before we get into decluttering, oh, sure. I really appreciate um, looking for evidence for the contrary. And so I just want everyone to understand like what that means. Ah. Um, cause it's so power. It's such a powerful exercise that mm-hmm. I want you to kind of make sure that you land it. So when that's happening and you're, you, you have certain messages of yourself, for example, I, uh, I, I, I'm always right. Like even just, I'm a terrible mom. Right. I always yell at my kids. Exactly. Do your kids who are hanging on your arm with you right now, <laughs> looking all lovey dovey up at you, are they, are, are they going to say that same thing that you are a terrible mom all the time? Oh, I'm laughing because I'm thinking that the parents of teenagers wouldn't care what their teens were saying <laughs> if they were hanging on their arms right now. <laughs> But you're right. Yeah. Like I, yes, Mm -hmm. correct. Mm -hmm. You know, the evidence is contrary and the things that we do for our family fly in the face of the, some of the self-talk that we hold as truth about ourselves. I love that. Every now and then you get a thank you, Uh, you know? Yeah. I know every now and then it happens. You get a big smile. Hang in there, parents. Hang in there. It happens. You know, and those are the contrary moments that you have to remember. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt 
in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey, everybody. Listen, I'm so excited to give you an update on Songfinch. Songfinch delivers. I shared last month that I was going to have them create an original song for Ian, my graduating senior. Well, the song is done and the process of co-creating it with the artist on Songfinch was so cool. I got to provide details and ideas and then the musician of my choice wrote up the lyrics put it to the music that I picked, and the results are so cool. I can't wait to surprise Ian with it. I will be sure to record it and share it with all of you. Songfinch is an innovative service that lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and it lasts forever. After moving through their process, you get the final results in four to seven days. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free. So you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or anniversary, or even just a gift to show your loved one how much you care. Start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Go to songfinch.com slash joyful and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, which is a $50 value. Again, my URL is songfinch.com slash joyful. Don't forget to share your song with us too. songfinch.com slash joyful. Okay, step two, mm-hmm. declutter. Yep, decluttering. Um, what's the, what are those things on that list? What are the confidence killers? What are the coulda, shoulda, wouldas mm-hmm. that you get out? And what also is misaligned to who you are today? And this past year has definitely taught us that. So your same coping strategies may or may not work from your coping strategies a year ago. And right. it's the same thing with who you are today may or may not work with who you were last year or 10 years ago. If you're still holding on to the dream from 10 years ago, does that still fit with who you are today? Mm-hmm. If not, you gotta cross it out and that's okay. And you do, I, I like to do Marie Kondo through this. That's who I channel. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. it. Brené, Marie, there you've we got a go. whole team. I love it. There we go. Yeah, so declutter phases all throughout that and it's fun. That one's fun. Half the time people yeah. realize that everything gets crossed out. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Yay. Right. Um, the final yeah. step is the shine. Mm. Shine is making sure that you focus on what brings you joy, what brings you peace, what brings you that mental wellness, what keeps you in the present to enjoy life. And mm. these things are where you're doing a lot of insteads. I call them insteads because instead of what you are were doing that wasn't helpful or you were thinking that wasn't supportive or kind or productive, what are you doing instead? one of those things is making sure that you're self-coaching yourself with what I call power affirmations. These affirmations are not just, I'm going to be okay, but they have to be strong enough to cover, I'm such a terrible mom. Mm -hmm. They have to be large enough to cover that over. Mm -hmm. So they have to be a powerful affirmation. You know, Mm -hmm. I am uh, an amazing mother because of um, A, B, or C. Yeah. I'm a kick-ass I show mom. up. 
Yeah, I, I show, show up, up every, every day, day wanting to be in relationship and taking care of my family. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not showing up well for us, moms and dads, like <laughs> I think that that's not that's kind of the work, right? Is it's letting go of the external. I mean, you know, in certain contexts, of course, the external is giving you feedback about how you're showing up, but the teen years are these really unique, weird <laughs> times where we can't necessarily judge ourselves by how, you know, Ooh, yes. these adolescents are moving through their experience, you know, and that's really hard. That's much harder than I ever realized it would be until I actually was parenting Mm -hmm. teens. But, you know, it's an inside job right now in parenting. This this period of time is such an inside job as Mm -hmm. far as like and like, God, they're being little shits and I'm going (laughs) to show up like this. Right. Right. I'm going to keep knocking on the door and telling them that I love them and going in for the hug, even as she, I mean, my daughter was like, like said perfected this move, this like pivot slide away move. Anytime (laughs) I went to try to touch her for a while and it, I mean, Mm -hmm. broke my, it killed me, Mm -hmm. but I didn't stop trying. Right. I didn't stop trying. And you have to make sure that you are reminding yourself and coaching yourself through those moments that this is why I'm doing this. This is yeah. why I'm doing this. I'm a great mom. I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to I'm going to show up every single time that she gives me that look and she does that move yep. every single time. And you yeah. just you just move through it. The thing is, is it's going to leave you stronger on the other end. It's hard to do. Yeah. But you do it. And you also yeah. give yourself grace during this time. You practice really positive coping skills. You nurture your relationships. Yeah. And you you just you recommit to these dream goals that you have for yourself your family and your loved ones, you recommit. You know what? Like I talk a lot about the teens. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about the parents because it's just so, you know, it's just, it's really where the work is. And and my husband and I Mm -hmm. went to couples therapy as my daughter was just moving into high school. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget her saying like, right now, the most important thing you can do for your teenagers is to get a life and work on your relationship. And that really stuck with me because I think it's really easy. And maybe because of the pandemic and us all being underfoot all the time, maybe it's now part of the problem is that we just are too, we're too close physically to everybody in our family right now. And so it's really easy to get a little overly obsessed about what everyone's doing. I can't, you know, not me, (laughs) just kidding. Um, (laughs) Never you, no. But I want I want as we kind of um, wrap this up, I want you to talk a little bit about because I know that people are curious for more and want to know more about you. I was going to have you guide us through a grounding. You have this great blog post about the mindful morning routine, but we're not going to be able to do that. So I want you to just tell my people where they can find you and and all the ways that you offer support. Oh, absolutely. And all of your listeners are more than welcome anytime. I can be of support. So right now awesome. I live at aprilandell.com. It's just my name.com. That is it. Um, and you can go there and find, I've got masterclasses and meditations are actually going to be starting in this summer awesome. because we need those mindful moments just to kind of stop and, and center and pivot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But meditations can be fun too. You can, oh, you yeah. know, go into a, what I call dream state. And that's one thing I'm doing actually in the course. And, um, you know, hopefully one point in time, listeners will be able to enjoy that. But you're always welcome to join that. And I do a monthly mental health masterclass every single month. And awesome. that's going on right now, usually towards the end of the month. So listeners can still join me there. And is that like a, a what, like a one shot webinar or is it a few sessions? What does the masterclass entail? It's a one shot webinar. Nice. We meet online and let me give you just a few tips that can hold you over because awesome. another thing is about when you're doing mental health and you're doing it strongly and well, it's ongoing. That's my favorite yeah. word in yes. therapy. It's ongoing. <laughs> you brush your teeth every day. You right. eat. Every single day, you know, it's the same thing. So ongoing support. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.